I'm Michael Kist of Bleeding Green Nation, and I invite you, gentle listener, to join us for the best analysis of the Super Bowl champion Philadelphia Eagles in the business. BGN Radio provides you with the most informative preview shows, and the Kist and Solak show dives deep into all the schemes and X and O details you could ever want. Plus discussions with the industry's brightest minds, including former NFL players and press conferences from the Eagles coaching staff to keep you up to date and informed every step of the way. Subscribe to Bleeding Green Nation today. Fly, Eagles, fly. Welcome to Checking Out the Competition, version 2.0 of the Florida Panthers. We are playing them again after almost exactly one month since we played them last time. Um, And I am joined again by Todd Little from Litter Box Cats. Todd, how are you tonight? Good. How are you doing? Pretty good. Um, Yeah, so let's just get right into it. Um, Invariably, our two teams are coming into this game both riding little bits of winning streaks, which is kind of fun. Um, You guys are on a four-game winning streak heading into tomorrow's game. What is, in your mind, the biggest factor that's contributed to this streak? Um, A a few things. I think think going to Finland did the team some good. They they played good in both games against the Jets, even though they, you know, lost the first one, just just too much Patrick Laine in that game. But they played overall, I thought they outplayed the Jets in that game, and then they they won the second game. Luongo finally came back in that game, and he, he played really well and has given the team some confidence. So when they got back uh, back here to Sunrise, you know, he was in the net for the next two games, and they won those. And then uh, yesterday, Reimer was in there, and, and they got a, you know, a really solid win over Ottawa, um, scored five goals in the second period, and, and you know, finally took care of, you know, what most people would call an inferior opponent. Yeah, so one of the things we talked about last time um, was the fact that Roberto Luongo, who was obviously a huge piece of your team, was out with that injury. Um, And you kind of mentioned that the hope was that your backup goaltenders could kind of hold things together long enough for him to come back. But it seems like Reimer in particular has been playing. He's been doing more than just holding it together. He's been playing really well. Um, now that Luongo is back, do you think there's going to be a battle for that number one spot, or do you think that this is still loose team? No, it's it's still loose team. I mean, it looks like they're you know they're a different team with Luongo in there. They're just much more confident, and you know the difference between Luongo and Reimer is is Luongo will make that big save when you need it. You know, with the, if the team's not playing well, he'll give them that big save until they. The, the thing with the Panthers so far this season, and in particular in all three games on this homestand, they, they didn't play well in the first period of any of those games. So they've, they've been getting off to slow starts. And earlier in the season, you know, that, that probably would have cost them with either Reimer or Hutchinson in there. But Luongo's, you know, made the saves in the first period, and they've, they've been able to get in, you know, into the dressing room either tied or or in the game yesterday, they were down one nothing, and then they've come out in the second period of all three games and played really well in the second period, and then just kind of taken the games over from there. So it's still lose team. I think Reimer, you know, he's he's won his fair share of games in the last few years since he's been here, but I, I just think he's I think he's more comfortable as as being the number two guy, and I, I think he play I think he plays better, you know, as Luongo's backup. So. Hopefully Luongo can stay healthy the rest of the season and, and they can keep this going and, and, you know, close the gap in the standings. They still have a few games in hand on, on most teams. So, you know, I expect them to keep this up to, to some degree and, and start climbing the standings. Yeah, there's certainly um, 
a lot worse problems to have than a backup goaltender who's playing almost as well as your starting goaltender. That's a problem I think a lot of us would like to have. Um, one thing that just popped into my head, actually, that I wanted to ask you. The last time we spoke, um, we talked about that five forward power play that Florida was running for a little bit. Are they still doing that? No. Now, now they're going with a four forward, one defenseman. I think I think on both units they're they're doing that. Um, I'm not a hundred percent sure on what they're doing with the second unit, but I know the first unit is uh, is four forwards, one defenseman, and I'm almost positive they're doing the same thing on the second unit as well. Okay. Yeah, I was just curious because um, that's a thing that like seems to me like it should work. And last time we spoke, it wasn't working at all. So I guess that makes sense that they would change it up. Yeah, it was a good it was a good idea, but they it just never they never really got it going. You know, maybe it's something that they'll they'll come back to, but but right now the power play is going really well. So I, I don't see them going back to that right now. But maybe if it cools down a bit, they'll try it again. Now that the team's just playing better overall. So when I was um, in our Broad Street Hockey Slack chat today, I was kind of spitballing these questions with some of the rest of our staff. And um, Charlie, who actually writes for The Athletic now, he actually is the one who posed this question, which is kind of a more general Florida Panthers question, less specific to this particular game. But um, Aaron Eckblad. So obviously he has a really strong pedigree, won the Calder when he was a rookie. Um, but he's not a guy that you really hear too much about anymore, kind of like national news wise. Um, is he a disappointment to Panthers fans or is he just a guy that plays really well for you, but we don't hear a lot about him? Yeah, this, this is actually a very good question. And it's something that gets, it gets play, a lot of play on, on Litterbox Cats. Um, the, the consensus with Ekblad is, you know, he's still young. He's, he's still 22. You know, he's now just like over that, that 300 games played mark where, you know, you expect the defenseman to really come into to what he's going to be for the rest of his career. And, you know, he's a good potential to be, you know, a really good player. Maybe, you know, maybe he'll, maybe in another year or two further down the road, maybe he'll kind of top out as maybe a poor man's Brent Burns you know, 20 goals from the blue line, and maybe he can get 30, 35 assists. At at the top of his game, you know, I, I would say that maybe that's his ceiling now. Up to being the number one pick, is he ever going to live up to what they're paying him? Probably not. You know, he, you know, unfortunately, he had some concussion problems, and I, I think that's as far as maybe his physicality goes. But you know, obviously, you know, I think we've all seen how the speed of the game as it has increased in the last couple of years. Okay. And I don't know that he's got that, you know, that elite level foot speed that's going to allow him to ever to ever live up to being the number one pick in the draft. But yeah. he, could, he could still be a good he could still be a good player, you know, but I, I don't think he's ever going to live up, live up to that. Yeah, it's kind of a bummer when in a relatively weak draft these guys go really high and it's not, you know, it's by no fault of their own that they right. get picked that high. And it's just immediately these expectations are put on them. And I'm glad that you mentioned that he's still young because he's one of those guys I think that's been around so long that you kind of forget that he's still very young. Yeah, he's, um, you know, he's still just 22. So, but yeah, you know, having said all that, I mean, he's definitely, I mean, the, the strength of his game, you know, is his offensive game and, 
you know, so far he's off to a very slow start offensively. He only has two assists all season where, you know, last year he had, I think he had 16 goals and 22 assists or, or something like that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, offensively, you know, the, the numbers aren't there yet, but hopefully, you know, that will be a big boost to the team if he, if he can start, you know, chipping in some goals here and there. Yeah. So like I said, at the start of this, the last time our teams met was just about exactly a month ago. And it was that six, five goal fest that ended with the Flyers winning in a shootout, which is, you know, never happens. Um, What if anything has changed for the Panthers since the last meeting? Um, Well, as I mentioned before, Luongo is back now. That's probably the biggest thing. Another thing that happened that I think has helped the team and, and they made these changes right before Luongo came back and, I think it's starting to pay some dividends as they've changed the defense pairings around. Mm. And a lot of people were clamoring for that. And, and um, Bob Bubner seemed um, pretty stubborn about not doing it um, earlier in the season. And, and they've done it. And that seems to help out, has helped out too. So um, I would say, you know, having Luongo back, the switch up of the uh, D pairings and the penalty kill, you know, is finally starting to come around. And, and the power play has been good. Mm. So that's, that's kind of been the, the recipe for winning these four games in a row. Okay. So to move on to the Flyers a little bit, um, right now there's kind of this weird thing happening with the Flyers fan base where we're winning games, but everyone still feels kind of um, not great about the team, um, which is kind of a weird place to be because there's a lot of stuff going well, players playing well, lines clicking, that kind of stuff. But there's still a lot of negativity surrounding the team, mostly because no one has any real faith in the coaching staff. Um, so I just kind of wanted to get an idea among you or your writers or just the Panthers fan base in general. Um, when you think about meeting the Flyers, is it like you're getting geared up for a tough game or is it like, ah, this is going to be an easy cakewalk win or what kind of, just to get an idea of outside the bubble, what people think of the flyers, what kind of impression can you give me there? I kind of, I kind of think the same way about the flyers as I do the Panthers, you know, there's, there's a lot of, a lot of talented pieces on the team, you know, they're, you know, they can beat anybody, but, you know, by the same token, they can lose to anybody on a given night, you know, and they're just, you know, they're just kind of bubble teams and, you know, maybe they'll make the playoffs. Maybe, you know, maybe they won't, but for me, there's, you know, there's probably like seven to 10 guys on the flyers, you know, that any one of those seven to 10 guys, I'd really like to have those guys on the Panthers. So I think the flyers are a talented team. You know, I know the goaltending hasn't, you know, has been a problem for uh, seemingly forever now, but essentially, but I, I, I kind of look at them as a as a team that's, you know, kind of at the same level as the Panthers are, you know, teams that, you know, if they can just put it all together, that would be upcoming, you know, good team. Yeah. Yeah. It's a it's a weird place. I'm not really sure what to make of this team at the at the moment, but I suppose we'll see. So what's going to be I, about? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, I think we're kind of in the same boat, you know, mm-hmm. even even though we've we've won four in a row, you know. Prior to that, you know, you just everybody was just focused on what was, you know, what was going wrong. And, and you know, every and a lot of people just focus on the holes on the team. But, yeah. you know, there's a there's a, you know, a, a good amount to like about the Panthers. And and yeah, there's definitely some warts, but I would imagine it's the same. It's the same with the Flyers, too. 
yeah, it's almost like, you know, you get kicked so many times, things start going well, and it kind of takes you a second to trust that things are actually good. Yeah. Like you have to, you know, the, <laughs> I, I, yeah. Yeah, I totally you're understand. You're on a four game streak, we're on a three game streak. You think we would be super pumped about it, but it's kind of like, wait a minute. I need to see if this is going to actually last before I allow mm -hmm. myself to get excited. I think that's probably where we all are. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we've got two teams coming in on winning streaks. One of these streaks is going to end. Um, tons of goals scored last time, but I'm assuming Luongo is playing tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Reimer went, yeah, Reimer went yesterday, so I'm sure Luongo will be in there tomorrow. Yeah, so it's going to be a bit tougher for the Flyers to put up six, I think, on Roberto Luongo. Um, how do you see this game shaking out tomorrow? Similar to the last one, and that it's probably going to be, you know, a one-goal game or a game that goes to overtime or a shootout. I don't, I don't think we're going to get a six-to-five game this time. Maybe a three-to-two or four-to-three game with, you know, I'm not sure who's going to win it, but it's going to be close. Yeah. If you had to give a score. What would you say? All right, I'm going to go 4-3 Panthers. Since the Flyers won the last time, I'll, I'll say the Panthers will get it, get it this time. I was going to say 4-3 Flyers. Right. <laughs> so we'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll see who gets the, the two points. Yeah, we'll see what happens. All right, so once again, this was Todd Little from Litterbox Cats, which is the Florida Panthers blog on the SB Nation network. Todd, thank you very much again for joining me. I hope you enjoy the game tomorrow Thanks night. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Let's go Flyers. Hello, I'm Spencer Hall from SB Nation, and I want to tell you about my new show, It Seemed Smart. It Seemed Smart is a show about people doing things that, for some reason or another, seemed smart at the time. Those things might include doing a little cocaine and driving a bike up a mountain, or, I don't know, maybe racing 100 miles per hour across the country in the middle of the night with no one's permission, or even stealing a bat from an umpire's room in a Major League Baseball park. Check it out, and if you like it, tell a friend. I'm Spencer Hall. Don't do anything smart.